On today's episode of Relative Currency, what reparations would look like to me in my mind is not just a check, right? Because I mean, what could that would that what would that even be? What would that even be? Like, can you write everybody a million dollar check? Because that's kind of what you have done. You have to almost figure out a way to look at the economic disparity, look at the wealth of the average white person versus the average black person over time and somehow average it out. I don't know what that would look like and figure out the disparity based on where they live, where they were able to go to school, the kind of job they had, the kind of income they had, all the places where they could have been discriminated against, right? And then compensate them for that. Brother, sister, and cousin, we've been relatives for a while. We're chatting about financial things. We're doing it family style. Cryptocurrency, stocks, and loans. Financial literacy, it'll be that and so much more on Relative Currency. You're listening to Relative Currency, fine-tuning financial literacy for the middle class. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Relative Currency. I'm Frank here with Treffin and Alicia and again with special guests, uh, our first cousin, EJ, um, we're so excited to be here again. We just have so much information to share. Uh, again, tonight is a very, very, I would say, interesting and controversial topic we're going to get into. Um, and, 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 and it's one of those words that when you say it, it makes people react viscerally, right? Um, when you hear the word reparation, everybody gets tight. You know, either there's everybody's got a, everybody's got a reason why or why it shouldn't be done. But tonight we're going to have a little bit of a conversation uh, and, and hopefully kind of dig into what that might look like if it were to happen, what it would mean um, and, and the precedent for people say, well, why would you do that? And, you know, we'll talk about some of the precedents in this country um, for, for reparations that have happened and, and just kind of go from there. So, you know, the definition of reparation is basically you're getting a repayment for something that was done punitively um, or somebody admitted, um, you know, hey, I've done something wrong and I'm going to basically make it right. And a reparation, um, as an example, you know, the Indian reservations were a type of reparation. Now, granted, if you look at the state of some of the, re the Indian reservations, maybe it's not such a great thing, but it is a type of reparation. The type of uh, money paid to Holocaust survivors from what happened, obviously, with um, the World War II and Nazi Germany, that is a reparation we paid. Also pay reparations to uh, people, Japanese people who were interred in camps here after Pearl Harbor. So those are type of reparations that have precedent that this country has paid and given out. So when people say you can't just give people stuff, yes, well, you can, because this country has done that. Um, it just has not done that specifically for black people. Um, you know, one of the things that I'll get into before we top t tackle just what reparations look like for black people if it's, if it's possible is you know what there's a guy Claude Anderson and there was he, he gave a talk one time and he talked about one of the biggest mistakes and, and Martin Luther King was kind of onto this too one of the biggest mistakes that black people made was trying to say we want equality instead of instead of saying we want to be a protected class now see the interesting thing was the the Native Americans said let's be a protected class give us our own land Give us our, let's have our own laws. Let's do our own thing. Now, granted, they were decimated by the Europeans and diseases like that, so there's not that many of them. But if black people had said, hey, we don't really care about integration, just give us our own thing, our own land, we'll make it work however it works, 
that he was saying, he was explaining that's what we should have gone for as a people because we would have been stronger. He was, you know, as people saw during integration, what we, a lot of the strength of black businesses, a lot of strength of black communities were lost because of, you know, integrating with, with, with the white people, right? And so one, one of the interesting thing is, um, when you look at things like, think about sports now, it's so interesting, you know, the NBA is having, kind of having a little bit of an impasse. Uh, Kyrie Irving, it was, was actually broached the topic of, hey, we should start our own league to the NBA players. Now, do I think they'll be able to do that? No. But what's interesting is that there were Negro leagues. Before Major League Baseball happened, you have players like, you know, think about Josh Gibson and things like that. Like, there are some baseball players that never even crossed paths because they were not allowed to play in the Major Leagues. They played in the Negro Leagues. And they've been posthumously and sometimes elected into the Baseball Hall of Fame, but it is a crime that they were not allowed to play. But they were great players. Um, there's even an, there's even an homage to that. If you remember the movie, um, uh, what's the movie with Gina Davis and Tom Hanks? Uh, it's a baseball movie. Somebody help me out. Um, a league of their own. So in a league of their own, there's one scene where, um, Gina Davis catch Gina Davis, who I think played was a catcher. She, um, they had like an open trial, open day and a black woman comes and throws a ball from the mound and Gina Davis catches it and she's like, whoa, that ball has some smoke on it. And the black woman nods her like, yeah, we know how to play ball too. So there's always been obviously this undercurrent of black people being able to have this power that has been suppressed. And so when we look at reparations, there is, before we get into what it looks like, there is a fear that if it was given, what would happen? They're saying, wow, black people have advanced this far. We've made all these laws. We've invented the industrial, um, prison complex we've done all these things and yet we they continue to rise and it doesn't make sense like how is this even possible so you know that's part of the reason why you know it, it will be a, a battle but i will say this what reparations would look like to me in my mind is not just a check right because i mean what could that would that what would that even be what would that even be like can you write everybody a million dollar check because that's kind of what you have done you have to almost figure out a way to look at the economic disparity, look at the wealth of the average white person versus the average black person over time and somehow average it out. I don't know what that would look like and figure out the disparity based on where they live, where they were able to go to school, the kind of job they had, the kind of income they had, all the places where they could have been discriminated against, right? And then compensate them for that. That is difficult to even figure out, even if you were willing to do it, you know? And then as, as I had a conversation with a friend, when you think about the real estate portion of it, blockbusting these 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 low rent places that now you're saying, hey, we want to we want to you know build up these houses. Well, these the way you built them, there's not a lot of equity in it. So it's like, how do you reparate that? You gotta you know basically demolish that, build it back up, and then you gotta show people how to take care of it because they've been living in a subsidized housing where they don't have to take care of the stuff. So it's 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 a complicated situation. But what I would think is. The main thing I would start with is, hey, education for children. That's an easy thing where you say, hey, if you are African-American or descendant of those who are enslaved in this country, then your children have access to, I wouldn't say Harvard because that's just getting too crazy, but you have access to community college free in your local whatever you're in your local community, right? Because at least that's something that could be paid for by um, subsidized in a local way, right? You don't want to have something that's a federal thing because it gets weird because then the states, depending on who's the governor and how they want to do it, it may not happen. So you have some stuff that's maybe 
at a local level where you know people are allowed to go to these colleges and get better education for free they they don't have you know they just get in they don't even have to have a qualifying gpa as long as they are willing to come in and do the work they can come in and, and have some get some kind of education or secondary uh trade they can learn that so they can be a bit more employable um the second thing is 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 looking at abolishing debt from some certain people that have acquired debt in a certain type of way um, based on other maybe discriminatory practices, maybe whether it be student loans, whether it be scholarship stuff. I mean, there's a lot of things that factor in, but basically eliminating debt um, for for groups of people or groups of people in a certain, you know, certain period of time saying, hey, we're going to do this. Um, also looking at potentially um, re-evaluating um, the, the home values. Like, I, And I know that that's a weird thing because you got to say, well, how can you just raise a value? But trying to figure out a way to... Put, put new development, like generally what people will say, what the thing that's kind of a coded term is in, in, in dominant culture, they say, oh, we need to clean this place up, right? And then when it's cleaned up, basically that means it's been gentrified. That means that none of the people who are there live there, but you come back and you build a bunch of, you know, Starbucks and Panera Breads and yoga shops and wine bars, and you call it good and build up a bunch of high-rise apartments. Meanwhile, people that you have displaced are living you know, the same way in a different place. So it's got to be more of, hey, can we lift up and give pe build up an area that people are in and then subsidize their rent so they can afford to stay there or permanently had their or their grandfathered in with a reduced, you know, income in that in that place that gives them equity. Right. You've got. So. So my thing is the things that I would think are reparation to be able to have done is, is things in education, things and things that are equitable for maybe where people are living, you know, local to where they are. I think it's difficult to just say, let's write a check. Um, you know, I was on another podcast with a guy who's very, very intelligent. He was like, basically, America doesn't have the stomach to write black people a check. And, and I totally understand that. So if you had that kind of thing, you'd also have to maybe look at factoring in poor white people to getting some of this as well to, to make it, because black people only being 13% of the population, it's, it's going to be tough to say, hey, we're going to do this only for them. Um, especially when we don't have the representative representation in a legislative, you know, area to be like, hey, we're going to get all this passed. There has to be some something else in it. But I say all that to say, I mean, this is something that we haven't quite heard yet, but it's something that it really should be looked at and considered about a way to do this. Because when you think about now, everybody's apologizing, saying you stand with us. Well, if you don't stand with us economically, right, then that's part that that's a big piece, right? Like. I mean, I get it. It's great that you're praying, but you also have to, you know, manifest, right? Whatever the, we talk about the kingdom of God, we're not, we haven't talked about that tonight, but I mean, the kingdom of God, what a lot of people don't understand is that's bringing heaven to earth. That's bringing the resources that are in heaven to earth. Heaven is not broke. God is not broke. He's not a broke God. I don't know what kind of theology you believe in or what you know, but the kingdom of God was meant for man to colonize earth in a righteous way. And bring all the resources and goodness of heaven into the physical form, the unseen world bring becoming the seen world. So when I say all that, I mean that there is plenty of resources if people want to make it right with God's children. And we are God's children, even though people have acted like we weren't, right? Who can, how can you love your brother? You know, how can you love God who you have not seen and love and don't love your brother who you have seen? That's how we've been treated in this country. But I will say that for the people that think that this is an impossible conversation or that it can't happen, I will say to them, especially those who would profess to be Christian. Is it too hard for him? Is it too hard for him for those who will be willing to do such a thing? And you say, well, that's a, this conversation is all over the place. You're talking about 
you know, religion and you're talking about money. And it's like, if you don't understand the unseen world because of the seen world, then we're not even on the same level. We're not even able to have this, understand this conversation. So yes, they are connected. And the spirit of this country has been to oppress and restrict from those who, you know, you know, Native Americans first, right? And then African Americans, certainly um, most recently and more and more and more impactfully because there's more of us. And so if you think that if the spirit of this nation would change and say, you know, we need to, to, to reparate what we've done wrong, the resources would be there. It would happen. It could happen. And, and so I just say that and, and I'll leave it open now. I've, I've, I've talked for quite a bit and I just want to throw those ideas out there just to get some, you know, different feedback from you guys, whether it be, you know, Alicia Treffin or EJ, what do you think about that? Is, is am, am I nuts? Do I, is this, is this too much? Or is there a path forward? Is there a way, a plan that this could happen and, and, and bring things and make it right with the black community? Well, it, it could be done. It definitely could be done. Whether there will be the will to do it um, is a, another question. And then if it's actually done with consideration of the multiple, multiple generations of harm that have been incurred, it shouldn't be a quick one-off. I mean, you know, it's, it's, you shouldn't have to make reparations for anything because hopefully you do everything right the first time, but certainly uh, you are much more easily able to quantify what happened to the Japanese Americans who were placed in internment camps um, versus 400 years of depriving people of financial opportunity. Um, I agree that making some sort of college available, I was wondering about, you know, permanent tax credits maybe of some time, uh, um, of some kind um, that would be like, a, yeah, just a, light, a tax credit that we have for 400 years. <laughs> um, or I agree investing in black neighborhoods, getting grocery stores and businesses in there, fixing the potholes, fixing the sidewalks, you know, beautifying the neighborhood without it just being a preparation to kick the original residents out. Um, so, I mean, it could be done, and, and I think it should be done, but I'm sure people have recognize that for a long time. I, I think that some people think we actually got the 40 acres and a mule and they don't realize a few people got it and they took it back and they actually paid reparations to slave owners. How many people know that they paid reparations to slave owners um, in, in, in a time that was timely for what they consider to be their loss? So there's so much history that isn't known. Um, and it's by design, but if we're actually looking at everything, they should do reparations, and it is doable. I, I think personally, I agree with basically everything you're both saying. I just think you're both being way too nice about it. The reparations are reparations for the crime they already committed. They did it. They're guilty. They were caught red-handed. Pay us. Now, cutting the check. It's possible. They won't do it. But I love the tax thing. But I don't think if you're black, I don't think you should ever have to pay taxes a day in your life. That should just be 
black people, we built the country. You got free labor and built you a world-class, first-world country. Now, you don't pay taxes. That's, that's, that's part of your reparations. Because that's honestly not enough. Because they left us generation, generationally behind. And it, it, that's another crime in itself that I think should cost them separate reparations. And I don't, they should do it because they have to. And unfortunately, that's the only way they're going to do it if they have to more than likely. And, uh, I don't know how to make it. Treffin, any any um, insight? So, I I agree with it, but it needs uh, some type of certain regulations and things like that. Like I believe older people will benefit obviously from just getting money, receiving cash, and things like that. But younger people need a different form of they they actually need investments and stuff rather than money. I don't believe that just giving people money is going to create any kind of good in any kind of community. But um, I also don't believe that giving older people money is necessarily great. But if if they're at a certain age, helping them retire early, I think something like that would be great for people of a certain age, uh, by people of a certain age. And then for younger people don't necessarily give them money, but give them some type of benefit where let's say you're a young black person and you want to start your own business. The idea is, well, if, you know, this business goes bankrupt, you know, we're going to bail you out. Something like that, where they have that kind of security where they're making, where they're taking more chances to actually start their own business, chances that they wouldn't normally be able to take. So I, I don't really believe in the idea of just giving people money because I don't think giving people money, uh, it, it doesn't help them for long most of the time. It helps them immediately, and then they need to have help again because the problems that they want to solve with a bit of money tend to come around again. Hmm. Wow, that was I nice. just wanted to add, I'm, I'm sorry. No, I was just saying that was good. Good point. <laughs> um. I just wanted to say that similar to First Nations peoples or Native Americans, we would also need to be careful about people running out and doing a DNA test and saying, well, I'm, I have 2% African ancestry. I have 8% African ancestry. Um, now, nobody in, in their family has lived as a black person for, you know, generations. Um, maybe after a relative was able to pass, you know, into um, white society. But they get a DNA test and then they say, well, I want in on this reparations deal. I'm, I'm African-American, one drop rule. So I think they definitely need to set some kind of ground rules um, or the whole purpose is defeated. Well, I mean, I think you have your senses. I think there's other there's other identifying things that, you could say, hey, have you, you know, you can't like you don't want to be Rachel like Rachel was a Rachel Dolezal like I just identify as black, but I'm really a, a white person. Um, so I think that could be handled. But I mean, everybody made some really really good points. I just think that it's something where 
can 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 any part can 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 a can any type of skeleton part type of bill make it into um in, in, you know in, in, into into being passed where something is done right um I, I mean EJ I love I love your bluntness man I, I appreciate that and so it, it would be amazing if if they just saw it that clearly but we know they don't. Um, how could, you know, we were just talking about how it could be framed, but I think that something needs to be done. We all agree that something needs to be done and that's important, right? Like if people could agree that something needs to be done, then maybe something would happen. Um, and I think that's the conversation that's like, how do you have that conversation? How do you, how do you explain economic impairment generationally and what that looks like? Because, you know, a lot of other countries don't even have that because even though some countries have a caste system, it's it, they have homogenous populations where they're not discriminated against based on how they look like we have been we have missed opportunities you know based on just how we look right and so a lot of times it makes me laugh they should see this facebook when i used to be on facebook you see this meme from irish people saying oh irish people were enslaved too i was like even if irish were involved in the same heinous chattel slavery at some point do you know what somebody who's irish really looks like they just look like a white person like i'm sure there's Maybe if they have red hair, you might think they might be Irish, but it's just like they could pass. The thing that was always marking us still marks us. Like it doesn't matter. It always marks us. So I think as, as um, everybody said, maybe the tax credit could be that could be a great first step because that could be a, that could be something that could be implemented. And it wouldn't be that difficult to adjudicate who's black. Right. And, that, and that's something that could that could be done. Um, and then maybe, like I said, the education or something. But I mean. You gotta have the conversation, right? You gotta start it. So, um, you know, we're in this path now, and I'm like, man, we gotta go for, um, you know, all all that's possible, all that's there. And I would say that if we trust in who God is, it's like let's not sell ourselves short of what can be done. So I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna defer to Easy now and be like, hey, yeah, let's just write the whole check, just write it, right? And um, so I, I just, I just, I just want. I'm just so happy that we had this conversation tonight. Just for our own minds, right? Just so that we can be educated when we talk to other people, because other people are going to hear that and say, reparations, oh, that doesn't need that. That's a handout. No, it's, it's, it's not even what you think it is. It's, it's, it's basically repairing damage you've done. And, and nobody has really been damaged more than African-Americans for, you know, in this, certainly in this country. But just when you look at it from a worldwide standpoint, I mean, other than you look at something like the Israelites being enslaved for 400 years in Egypt, I mean, but if the tears are curious, I'm going to give you one last thing. This just came to me. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus, in heaven. When the Israelites left Egypt, what did they get? They got reparations. They got all the gold and silver and all the fine linen. The Egyptians just gave it to them. Even God believes in reparations. So you can take that, whatever your whatever side you think you're on, go back and read Genesis. Yeah. Amen. Did he do it? Won't he do it? Yes, they did. Yes, he did. They got reparations when they walked up out the promised land. Now, why they didn't get there? Whole nother story, whole nother show, whole nother podcast. But in itself, they got reparated after 400 years. And it was biblical. And it was God who did it. It wasn't even just like Moses did it. He was like, when you walk out of Egypt, they're going to give you everything that you that they have and they're going to do it willingly so my prayer is nice lord let us get it willingly we don't we don't even we don't need to fight we know let, let them realize and let them give it to us in the name of jesus amen so 
man, I just, like I said, I just want to thank you guys. I love you guys. Um, so much is, is going on in the world. So we just want to thank everybody for listening to this podcast, giving us a platform, giving us a chance to share our hearts, share our um, just feelings about different things. And, and like I said, hopefully we're all getting better. We're all learning. And uh, I just want to thank you know everybody for listening again. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, TuneIn, Breaker, you name it. If you can't find us, you're not looking hard enough. Um, give us a rating. Give us a review. Share it. Uh, let's continue to grow in financial knowledge together. We love you guys, and we'll see you real soon on another episode of Relative Currency. Thank you for listening to Relative Currency. Please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and other major podcast platforms.